Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. 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 Feels like Tuesday. But I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Got that Monday off, <laughs> and so everything's all, all wonky now. But let's go around the room. When it comes to content, he does the most. And to a bunch of nine-year-olds, they call him Coach. Here he is, Eddie. <laughs> Here's the question: Who did Bobby play golf with? Because I have a buddy that works at a golf course, and he says, "Hey, look." He texted me, say, "Hey, I think Bobby's playing today." And he sent me a picture of the tee time, and it said, "Bobby Bones." Eddie Garcia, which I had to cancel, I wasn't going, and Willy Wonka. And I'm like, what? This Bobby playing with a celebrity, but he can't put his name in there, so he did Willy Wonka? Oh. That's my question. Who that was is, it, bro? That is a question I will not answer on the air. Come on! But I'm not going to throw someone... Yeah, I, did. I should use a better name than Willy Wonka. I should just be like Chris Johnson or something. <laughs> Willy Wonka's hilarious. But Willy Wonka's always my placeholder name for if I don't want to put the name of somebody. But now that I think about it, Willy Wonka actually... Garners more attention than if I were to just put yeah, you think a generic name. <laughs> so I will not answer your question, but I will say, yeah, it was somebody who I didn't want it to be known that he was going to play. That's what I figured. That's amazing. Now I'm like bummed I canceled. Well, now, but Willy Wonka does. I shouldn't do well. But, uh, okay, moving on. He does a sports podcast with Ray, and he's just now learning about 401k. Here's Lunchbox. <laughs> Does Netflix have like a celebrity exception rule? Because everybody's like, oh, Netflix is going to block you from sharing passwords. You're not going to be able to use Netflix because I borrow my in-laws. Like, I don't pay for it. Like, I use their account. Guess what? I'm still rocking Netflix, guys. So all this, oh, it's going to get canceled. You're not going to be able to use Netflix. They must have something where they can like, no, it's a celebrity TV and they just let it go. Because we you still- think they think you're a celebrity? Yeah, for sure. I would say you're less famous than any single person on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. You're yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they, they put a lot of stuff on Netflix that, I mean, no one watches. Uh-huh. I mean, they have so much stuff on there. There's, all, right, all right, no one's watching. I would just assume that it's like when social media has a new feature. Not everybody gets it at first. They roll it out. I would imagine that they probably just haven't rolled it out completely. Or, hey, Mike, do you know is it rolled out at all yet as far as? Yeah, I've seen it kick people off over the weekend. So what do you think's happening here? 
Yeah, I think they're cleaning everybody out. But him? He probably, maybe they haven't got to his account yet. Like a social media rollout type thing? Yeah, yeah. Got it. So I bet you, unless there is some celebrity. Yeah, I mean, I figured they had a celebrity exception rule. Uh-huh. And they were like, all right, you know what? He can stay because, I mean, I'm just laughing my <laughs> butt off at everybody. Oh, cancel it. It's not going to work. That nah. Whatever. I haven't seen anybody get canceled. You have? I haven't, but I read all like these you news. You said you saw it. No, no, on canceled. the news story, all the news stories. Oh, you know, you're not going to be able to use Netflix past this day. It's going to be done. Uh, guess what? Still it's rocking still it for free. It. There you go. All right. <laughs> when it comes to moms, she thinks she is cool, and she thought it was a sign when she saw ducks in her pool. Here she is. Amy, everybody. I took the kids to see the new Little Mermaid which is the live action version. And it was so good. I loved it. My kids loved it. We give it four mermaids out of five. That's pretty good. Well, what'd you like about it? I mean, for, I, well, I asked the kids, they just said four, but then for me, it's like, oh, I just so nostalgic. Like the original, like the cartoon, sometimes like the real life stuff. I was like, hmm, the prince sometimes was throwing me off, but I totally enjoyed it. the prince? I don't know his name. People think that The Little Mermaid, it's about a woman doing anything for a man. Actually, not true. It's about a mermaid wanting to be human. Yeah, she wants yeah. legs. And that just is part... The She wants to be human. Part of it is sure. this experience of love. But I would see people complaining about The Little Mermaid and, you know, oh, we can't believe she would give it all up for a man. This is not the message. No. But I don't think that's it at all. I think she gives it up to be human and that falling in love is a human experience. Yeah, the man just gave her the idea. Yeah, of, I mean, of part of your there. world, isn't that lit? I only know this because I danced to the song on Dancing with the Stars. I've actually never seen Little Mermaid. I've just asked a lot about it. And so, but I would know the words of Part of Your World. Come on. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of Dude, it's just about being able to be a human. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's very interested and curious of that about world. humans mm-hmm. and collecting their things. Like that's what she it's looks all like about. a human anyway. Let's be honest, she's mm-hmm. a human with a tail, fish tail. <laughs> yeah. I'd be weirded out too. I'd like pick one. Either make me a human, or make me a fish. Don't leave me looking like this. <laughs> and also, as a parent, watching her dad have to, you know, release her because she does want to be part of that world. It's also a message of like, hey, parents, sometimes we have to release our children and let them be who they want to be. So this movie also is controversial in some parts because Little Mermaid's not white anymore. Yeah. No, she's not. Her name is one of the dumbest controversies I've ever huh? seen. Yeah, go ahead. Because Little Mermaid's fictional anyway. They're like, oh, the Little Mermaid, she's not white. Like she, you know this is all like fairy tale, right? Yeah, she's or a mermaid. Cartoon, yeah. Right. And there's no half fish, half humans. Like all of this is, right. things be whatever color they want her to be. Well, yeah, I think that that's very important because my daughter, I mean, she's Haitian and for her to be able to go to the movies and see someone that looks like her on the screen, that's really, really cool. And the actress's name is Halle Bailey and she was so talented, so good. So close to Halle Berry. So close. The name. Because yeah. when I see it, I'm like, Halle Berry's Little Mermaid? <laughs> little old. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's Halle Bailey. Bailey, yeah. And she's got a sister or something. Somebody, Chloe Bailey, they have a girl group. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing. And then, I don't know, somewhere I saw they were related to Charlemagne the God. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Either. I don't know. Okay, Ray, what do you got? From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he loves to work out with Eddie every day. And for some exercises, they have to lay. Bobby Bones. What? Oh, like lay down? Lay where? Like, what do you By mean? the way, I did post that picture of Eddie doing, <laughs> lifting weights. You see me post it? On I my did, story. Didn't yeah. He like, hey, 
Come on, tell me. Biceps. Tell me he's not looking ripped. Yeah, man. I was like, Eddie, hold the weight right there. Yeah, yeah. I was about to go to the airport after that. I'm like, I don't know. They're going to let me on the plane with those guns. Okay. okay. I'm saying. No. <laughs> right. I didn't want to bring up all I'm saying about the Shania Twain concerts. Have you guys been seeing this yes. on TikTok? Yes. It's like all over my feed where apparently you go to a Shania show, according to TikTok, and it's terrible. People are like leaving halfway through. There are people that are recording, like people just walking out of this the, the venue or the outdoor amphitheater. Like I don't even know what that was. And they show clips of it too. And they could be cherry picking parts of the show, but there are so many of them. Where she, Ray, what do you have there? Do you have a clip from TikTok? Yep. I'm just lost in what's happening. It almost sounds like her mic's cutting in and out, but it's not. She's like randomly just jumping in and even that still the one. It's just the background singers where she's supposed to go, I'm still the one I hover. The only, she just doesn't do it. It's weird. I don't know what's up with the Shania shows, but it makes me want to go. I never wanted to go until I saw the TikToks. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, if it's working, that's what it is. It's working. I want to give me a ticket and go because it looks like absolute mayhem. And you guys haven't seen any of this. No. I saw saw some clips in the news. That's The news had this? Yeah, I saw an article on it. I saw Tom Hanks was at one of the shows. Of Shania? Yeah. I just saw a picture of him there. It looked like he was having a good time. Well, I hope that she's okay. I hope she just sucks at singing it, but she's still healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get older, you just can't sing as well as you used to. I hope that's the case and that, that she's not sick. She had Lyme disease that kept her from singing for a long time. Right. Remember that? Ooh, this one's juicy. Time for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. I recently did a DNA test from one of those ancestry sites and was surprised to learn that I had a whole family of close relatives that I knew nothing about. My father has always said he doesn't really have any family, but because my mother did the same DNA test before she passed away, I can clearly see that all these cousins are on my dad's side of the family. None of that was too surprising, but I was shocked to learn that I have a half-brother. He and I have emailed, and he's never met our father and says he doesn't want to, so I was hesitant to say anything to my dad about what I've learned. Should I keep it to myself, or should I say something to my dad? Signed, brother from another mother. This is interesting because the dad may not even know the kid exists. Right. Hmm. I don't know that this dad had a kid and left it and was like, peace out. don't care about you or her. I'm running as far as I can. That's, I think, where our mind goes because a lot of dudes are scuzzes for sure. But there are also instances, and we've talked about him here on the show, where the dad doesn't even know. Like, they got somebody pregnant, and maybe the woman didn't even know who got her pregnant. Or maybe she was with somebody else, and she just acted like that's who got her pregnant to avoid the drama. There's just a lot of different possibilities here. And it is your dad. And I do think you should tell him. Mm. And yeah, it could be uncomfortable. It could be awesome. It could be a disaster. Yes, but it is your dad. And I think you have the conversation with him. That's a real life thing that you guys are talking about. Yeah. You tell him privately, right? So he can yeah, I don't use think however I, he wants. No, family dinner, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I put on a sign. Okay. You know, it's like graduate at 2023. I don't think you're like, yeah. new dad. And he walks, what's up with the new dad sign? It's uh, you, bro. And definitely preface it with like, okay, I'm about to tell you something that may or may yeah. not shock you. So sit down. 
Yeah, I don't think you may not shock you. Well, because what if he already knows? I just knows? think you go, hey, I need to talk to you. I took this DNA test, and I learned I had a whole lot of other family members. And come on out. Hmm. Oh, oh, man. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my God. There he is. You're the father. <laughs> Mari comes out. He got like 40. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're the... The answer is yes. You need to have... You know your dad. You know how you need to talk with him. I would tell him. He may not know. That's why. Hmm. That's the only reason why. Because if he were like hiding it or he had run and you're adults, I don't know that I want to jump in that mess. But he may not know. So I would tell him. You? Yeah, I would tell him absolutely. And even if maybe, who knows, uh, he had that happen a long time ago and he maybe made that decision, but he probably has a lot of shame around it. And he could. I don't know that this happened, so I can't use the word probably. <laughs> we don't know. Well, yeah. I'm saying both scenarios. Like you said, you know, say something because he may not know. But also you could say something because he may know and there could be room for repair. If he knows, I don't think he wants to be repaired. But mm. I don't, I'm going to bet he doesn't know if I'm betting, but we don't know. Lunchbox? Listen, this is why you don't take these tests. But what you do is you wait for a family barbecue. <laughs> okay. And you bring him as just a friend. Uh, and, and, see if, yeah, and, and see if they like, oh, who's this? Oh, this is my friend Jim. And then if he reacts like, oh, gosh, he found him. But what about Jim? Does Jim know that's his dad? No. Oh, so. Wait. But then you have to go be friends with Jim and, like, form a relationship. I think that's great. And that way it's a. You, you, you psychotic. Sort of, what are you talking about? No, you form a bond organically. And yeah, then it's like, oh, man, that, uh-huh. that Jim guy is really cool. You should bring him around more often. I like that guy. And then all of a sudden they have a relationship as buddies. And then it's like, well, that's your half, or that's your son and my half brother. Oh, there's your dad. And then it's like, wow. And then it's on TikTok. You can record it. Boom. A lot of views. Oh, man. Anyway, tell them. That's what we say. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time. Yeah. Lunchbox is trying really hard to get in this Nicole Kidman movie they're shooting here in town. So you found the set the first time and you just drove up to it and you tried to get a roll? Yeah, I just drove up. Like they didn't have the street block, nothing. So I just rolled up right in front and tried to get a job. And this is a guy that's like working security. What we got going on? Oh, you need me? You need me to act, my man? Act all you want. What, what do you need me to do? I, I'm perfect for a role. I was in Bat Out of Hell. I was in Friday Night Lights. Was you? Yep. I don't know how long you guys are going to be here. If the actors suck, let me know. I, I can jump in. Yeah, I'm trying to get a role. I'm trying to get cast. Can I get in? Nope. I can't be on the movie? Nope. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Uh, do I need to get Metro involved? No, no. I'm just trying to get a role in the movie. Go. Man. All right, you're missing your break, but let me know. Well, I'm trying to get in the movie! Uh, <laughs> there's just so many things Hilarious. to even say again. Gosh. One, if you didn't know he was in his car blocking the road, you found out quickly. Two, he wants to be on a movie. Okay. <laughs> I just want to be on, on a movie. movie. <laughs> on it. And then he does You're, life he, like a box of chocolates. And he told them they're missing their break. <laughs> Instead of his break. Okay, so that happens. We get a good laugh out of it. But he is still obsessed with finding this movie and being in this movie. So now what happened? New location, guys. Found luckily stumble on it or somebody tell you? Stumbled on it. Did you get tipped off? Tipped off. Okay. So Why'd, you Why'd you lie the first time? Why'd you lie the first time? I didn't want anybody to get in trouble. Okay. And so I, I went up and they have the, this time they have the road blocked. So I'm walking and they're shooting, I would say, seven houses down and they got the barricades up. And so I start screaming for Nicole. Did you see Nicole? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
I start screaming. Nicole's in the front yard. Oh, you. So she's. The, you know she's there. Yeah, I know she's there. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're out of your car. You're on foot. On foot. You may hear my kids in the background. <laughs> yeah, kids, kids are there too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh and a bear standing on one of those wooden like barricades. Yeah, it's like wooden barricades, like that they block the roads with. There's like three of them or two and a half across the street, whatever they are. And you're yelling at Nic- yelling at Nicole Kidman. Nicole, Nicole, it's lunchbox. Bobby Bone Show. We met one time. We can do a romance scene. I already asked my wife. We can smooch. Nicole. Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Why are you screaming? Even your kids are like, stop it. Hey, we get it. Why are you screaming? Why are you trying to kiss another girl? I don't like it that he yells my name. Even if it's a show, Mm -hmm. I don't like it that he yells that out. But that way she knows I'm legit. Like she knows, oh, okay. But I don't want her to know that you're part of the show in that circumstance. She's okay. trying to act and do a, like a sad scene. Nicole! The kids go pulling a shirt. Stop, your Dad, you're embarrassing <laughs> Dad, <laughs> stop, please. Did she see you? No. But, you didn't have to yell that much? But security did come up to me. Tell me. Roll. No, 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 no. <laughs> come on, that'd be amazing. No, no, no. no. And let's just say, uh, listener of the show, he was like, I know what you're doing. Need to stop. <laughs> he goes, I don't want to hear me on the show tomorrow. Oh. oh wow. He goes, but if you promise to not talk... I can take you down to a porch down the road and you can sit and watch. And Eddie, check out my video. Is that Nicole Kidman acting or what? That looks like Nicole Kidman. Wow, you got to sit Wow, he was across the street from the shoot? Yep. Let me see. Wow. Whose foot is that? Uh, One of the ladies watching. This kid who's miserable (laughs) sitting there (laughs) watching somebody act. Look at that. It looks like he's maybe with a group of people just yes. watching. The- no, that's what they, they allowed me to go sit on the front porch. They had a designated watching area. And did you use that as your break? Yeah. No, he, that- told, he told me, do not talk. He but- said, I can't yell. Like, he was nice enough to move me down the street. Boy, go. when the heat comes on, Lunchbox kind of wilts, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. There's the cool. Oh, yeah. You have to zoom in real far. Wow. <laughs> How about that? That means so cool. impressed. Hey. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you didn't like network with anyone else there? Like be like, hey, has it gone lunchbox? No, these were all just people that lived over there. Like these weren't uh, workers. So I, I didn't get to talk to anybody. All the workers were across the street, like doing the scene or whatever. Yeah. And this guy brought me, but I mean. Did you get any tips? Did you learn anything yeah. from acting? I, I learned that they shoot the same scene about 50 times. Yeesh. And it was literally just a kid walking down the sidewalk and hugging his mom, and that's it. But what did you learn from her from, I don't know, 100 feet away on your phone, zooming in? I, I, I learned that she has a great demeanor, stage presence, like her, her facial expressions. Like, I mean, they are, she is dialed in. Nothing distracts her, distracts her. Like, if someone yells cut, she immediately, and then she gets right back into character when they say action. Well, obviously nothing well, distracts her. He was yelling Nicole for <laughs> 10 minutes. She didn't hear it. <laughs> Okay, well, this was uh, an experience that made you want to be an actor more or less. Oh, more. Like, I, I got a taste of it. Wow. Hey, listen, he's getting closer and closer. I yeah. Am. He got a taste of it. He sat with the people who lived in the neighborhood <laughs> and watched it from afar. But, I mean, I can't give that guy a shout out. I'm not supposed to say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that was pretty cool. But he didn't tip you off. No, he didn't tip me off, but he was working security. Um, he may have had a gun on his hip. Doesn't sound that secure. So who tipped you off? He's letting the criminals get close to him. Wait, why do you? <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, Lunchbox. You know what a good good person says? What? They don't reveal their sources. What a good person says? <laughs> good reporter. Huh. Because, you know, like when they write articles and they're like, oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they, you can't. 
I don't reveal, reveal my source. source. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, like some people go to jail for not revealing their sources. Yeah, but this isn't one of those. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, what on? All right, we're just gonna play a song. But yeah, I mean, great. I love it. Great story. I mean, almost got there. Almost. Are you, so are you, close. Are you stopping? No, I'm not gonna give up, man. Don't give up. This Never is foreshadowing. Give up. Go full Jim wow. Bono. Yeah. Never give up. Okay, thank you, Lunchbox. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Char Tobin is 85 years old, and last weekend in Bend, Oregon, she ran her 100th half marathon. <laughs> I think she's 85. Yeah. Oh. She started running decades ago. Obviously, yeah, it's taken her a minute, but she wasn't really like, you know, trying to hit 100 as a goal. She was like, oh, wow, hmm, this happens to be my 100th half marathon. Now, she was recently injured, but not from running. It's because a dog behind her came up and hit her leg. So she hurt it. So she had to get physical therapy. So something cool about this 100th race is her physical therapy team decided to run with her. Her daughter runs. Her granddaughter runs. And her granddaughter even said, I want to run with my mom when she's 85. So it's become a family affair. A half marathon is like 13 miles, right? 13.1, because the full one's 26.2. She's 85? Yeah. That's crazy. I never run 13 miles in my life. I used to do 10 when I was training for triathlons. I, That's wild. She's 85, but can still do that. Uh, You have her time? Oh, gosh. I'm sure they vary. It doesn't even matter. I just wondered. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but I was just wondering. I bet it's good. Six hours, Lunchbox. I mean... I don't know that that's true. That's probably what I'd run it in. No, you you could run I get shin splints after a block. Bobby, you could run a full marathon in under six. I don't know that that's true. I do. I do. I I know that about you. It's 75% mental, and if there's anything I know about you mentally, you're strong. But to prove you wrong, he'll just walk it. Yeah, Yeah, watch this. Now, if you know anything about me, I will prove her wrong. That's right. That's a great story. What's her name again? Char Tobin. Char Tobin, good job by you. 85 years old, still rocking. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Just something that you, the listener, hopefully, you probably already know, but if you don't, the show doesn't know what segments we're going to do until I pull it up. You all sit here, every single segment, and you just kind of wait, and you see what I say and where I go, and you just go. It keeps the show, there's no script. You don't even kind of know where we're going for the most part. Sometimes it's nerve-wracking. Yes. Well, this is Spill the Tea, this oh, segment boy. here. See, here we go. Right. Nerve-wracking. I, I just want people to know nobody knows. So go ahead. Let's spill the tea. But that's also why sometimes it sounds like dog crap. Mm-hmm. But also why it sounds so great sometimes <laughs> because they're just being themselves. But this is the only time in Spill the Tea this has ever happened. There's some, Something's happened that... And all the times of you guys tittle-tattling or tattletailing or whatever it is on each other, this is the only time it's ever happened where two different people came at me, unrelated, and spilled the tea on each other at the exact same time. What? Oh, on oh. each other? On each oh, other, but about two different things. Huh. So, it, let me guess. Lunchbox and Eddie. No. Wow. wow. Yes, Morgan, and on each other. <laughs> Okay. Interesting. And I don't know if one knew one was doing it, so they were firing back at each other, but I get two different notes. So, Lunchbox. Oh, she must know I'm spilling tea on her. If that was the question. She must know. Yeah, 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 probably. Did you know? No, I you, didn't. You didn't? Oh, no. Okay. Did you know, Lunchbox? No. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what I could have done that was tea worthy. Oh, mine's so good. Lunchbox, you go first. You spill the tea on Morgan. What, what do you know? Guys, let me tell you. I gave Morgan a call. It was a Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. And Morgan was drunk oh. at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Wednesday? And I am like, how do you have <laughs> this you kind know? of life? Because how do you know? I, She's slurring, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I called her to ask her a technology question. And she's like, it's just... It's, it's, 
is this a bottom? And she's slurring her words. I'm like, what? Is this right there at the bottom? And I'm like, no, no, I sent you a screenshot. I don't have any screenshots. And I, she's, wow. And she's hammered. And it's three. And I was like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, why? I she wasn't asleep, like just waking up. No, no, she was just slurring her words. I was like, this girl is drunk. And I don't know if she thought she played it off well because she was giggle after <laughs> she would talk. And I was like, she's obviously hammered. So I'm going to have to bring that to the show. I was like, I need the life where I can be hammered at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. But you nap for hours and hours. Right. But just... Well, and when you were single, you probably did that. That's right. true. But single I'm like, hey, there you go. Morgan, do you have any response to this at all? Yeah, I was not drunk. I had just got back from the dentist and I had two fillings. So oh. I was a little drugged up. Okay. Oh, that's a, and she, t- she was slurring because yeah. she didn't talk. And she answered the phone for work, even though she had just been to the dentist. <laughs> it didn't bother. She, I, right. <laughs> she might want to say that when someone calls her and she's slurring her words. I thought I was doing pretty good at talking. How about you not come on the air and just scream someone's drunk? <laughs> Just assuming, man. Yeah. Well, what would you assume if you call someone at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon and they're slurring their words and giggling like, you okay? and they don't mention anything about anything? Yeah, they're probably drunk. Exactly. <laughs> no, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby said it. You say, hey, are you okay? Did, did I just wake you up? You sound funny. That, it didn't sound like sleepy. Okay. Well, your, sounded like your slurry. tea has been unsuccessfully spilled. <laughs> wow. I was so a little wrong. drugged up, I will say, but it wasn't but intentional. Yeah. Okay, Lunchbox's about- tea, unsuccessful. <laughs> Now, Morgan has tea on Lunchbox. Morgan, okay. you have the stage. All right. So I was walking in the hallway, and I hear somebody just kind of talking on the phone, and it starts getting louder. I knew it was Lunchbox. I see him. He doesn't see me. I'm, like, behind the wall. And he says on the phone to whoever he's talking to, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get some snacks from our, our green room to, to bring home for the kids' lunches. So he's stealing snacks that we have for guests to take home? Yes, and he was reiterating it. And he was talking loudly, which I don't understand why. Like, I don't know if he didn't care if anybody heard it. But, like, he was straight up admitting to stealing the snacks that are not for him for his kids' lunches. Lunchbox? I wouldn't say I was admitting to stealing. My wife was just reminding me. To steal. That... that that I was supposed to bring home a couple bags of peanuts and a couple bars for their lunches for the next day. And I was like, I will remember because she had already texted me and then she had called me and I was like, I already got it. I know what I'm doing. So I wasn't admitting to stealing. I was just reaffirming my wife that I was going to grab them. But you steal them. But does she know? Does she think you're going to the store or you're bringing them from? No, I told him I get them at work. Hey, Scooby Steve, what's the deal here with this stuff? I, this is my first time hearing it. It kind of makes me upset because we buy this for the guests, not for you and your family. And you make a lot of money. You can afford your own damn snacks. That's true. Wow, he's upset. And guess what? Those artists make a lot of damn money, too. They can afford their own oh, snacks. Okay. Okay. Their guests, just, their guests but they're coming to be building. a guest of our show. That's like going, hey, I'm going to invite you over to a dinner party, but since you make money, you bring your own food. <laughs> okay. yeah. Are they going to fight? Who? I mean, Lunchbox Scuba? and Scooby? Oh, yeah. Battle the D-Words. Okay, okay. Here, fine, <laughs> fine. fine. What I'll do is I'll have my kids come in, sit in the green room. There'll be a guest. They'll grab the snacks on the way out. If they're booked guests, there you go. Right. they absolutely could be booked yeah. guests. No, please don't bring them up here. But we can't. <laughs> Why not, Because we're all going to get sick. That's true. That's true. They're always sick. I mean, who's been sick for like three weeks? Eddie. I mean, he's been disgusting. Four weeks. And so, you guys act like that's no big deal. We're just kidding. We can't box. take stuff from this building that we buy. Because we don't have much anyway. I agree. I have to give away prizes out of my own pocket a lot of times for the show. So we can't take stuff from this. Unless you talk to Scuba Steve about it. And if he's like, you know what, this stuff's going to go bad, then you can have it. Right. I mean, that's... No, not right. You you, you can't (laughs) agree with me when I'm talking about what you did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yes, Amy. Well, so like Eddie makes coffee out of there. Is that allowed? Huh? But yeah, you do. Here? We well, can well, have well, it. Why right? are you bringing me in? But he's this. doing it on the show. Yeah. If Lunchbox is starving on the show and he's like, I, yeah. my blood sugar's low, he needs to go eat a snack. Okay. Then he can go do Cause, that. Because I've taken a bar too. That's, and I'm, that's great. And you're going to eat it? Are we sure? Okay. But you can't take it home for your kids after you told your wife you're going to get it at the store. Right. I have also bought coffee and dropped it off there. Oh, that's nice. So thank you. I'm contributing. We're 12. We're 12, we're Ridiculous. drunk, and we're thieves, okay? <laughs> no, Morgan wasn't drunk. Uh. Oh, yeah, because we are thieves. That's right, right, we are thieves. Okay, uh, that is Spill the Tea. Let's spill the tea. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up <laughs> you couldn't believe it from iheart podcasts it's like the police knew who he was before they got here a story about money power and corruption the medical school dean at usc was leading a secret double life he's breathing right now yes he's absolutely breathing i'm a doctor actually there's no way that that guy's a doctor i'm paul pringle and i'm an investigative reporter for the la times this is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. 
When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like a horror movie. They may have even made a movie somewhat like this. Was it based on this, Mike D? Movie Mike, it just happens to be similar? So, Natalia Grace Barnett. She's a little person with a rare bone growth disorder. She was adopted from Ukraine by a family here who thought she was six years old because that's what she was portraying. She looks six. Her adoptive parents later claimed she was a sociopathic adult Mm. pretending to be a child. Oh, my gosh. Scary. Can you imagine? (laughs) She's faking six. Wow. You have to act six all the time. Because yeah, all, all, all of a sudden you're smoking a cigarette in the backyard. <laughs> right, right. Wait, what? You're like, you can't do that. Michael and Christine Barnett of Indianapolis said that Natalia wanted to harm them and their biological children. Meanwhile, authorities charged the parents with neglecting their disabled daughter. Oh, so there are no. two coming from two different directions. I'm now looking at the girl. I don't know. Part of me goes, she's six. And part, it's like one of those seeing eye. You'd look at it and the thing would come out. You'd stare at it long enough, it would come out. <laughs> like posters? if I just look, she looks like a kid. But if I stare at it long enough, one of those posters, yeah. it's like an adult comes out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So there's a whole docuseries, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. It's on Investigation Discovery. The filmmakers, their whole thing, it's like Mythbusters back in the day, except they're trying to figure out what the deal is behind this girl. Mm. Here we go. In the film... Barnett says that Christine gave Natalia a bath the day after the adoption. He said that his ex-wife was shocked to discover that their six-year-old brand new had, adult, let's just say, adult hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there. Oh. Right. Oh. Oh. You didn't like that? Well, now, I mean, now I, what do you I, say? I Is it like you. because it's European? I mean, you could say there's a lot of things. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. So they said that she dis- displayed disturbing behaviors like... She'd pee in the car, she'd poop in the car, she'd smear the windows with the stuff. She'd throw herself out of the passenger door for attention. In the documentary, they say she started hoarding knives and once told them, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Whoa. Another time, the father said she appeared at the foot of their bed with a knife in her hand. The same year, the parents successfully petitioned a court to change Natalia's birth records, citing that she hadn't grown at all in their care, which was another tip-off that she, if she hadn't grown, that means she could have stopped growing forever ago. So it determined that she was born on September 4th, 1989, wow. some 14 years earlier than she had claimed. The court order said she was a 23-year-old adult. Mm. That's from Insider. Man. I'm looking at another picture of her, and she this, this one's six years old. It's wild how young, not just small, but how small and young-faced. Like, no signs of being in the 20s. And I wonder if she thought, I'll never get out of this situation in my country. Do I just act six to get out? Yeah. Do I just act lost in six in Ukraine? I don't know. How did she get busted? Like, when did they turn her in? Well, the parents? I, all the things started all to the, add yeah, up. Yeah, they started. Yeah. So they just like said, hey, something's I mean, up here. I, the, the suspicion started with the bath. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. And then it goes to like, Bobby was saying, like, your child is going to start growing at some point, And she doesn't. 
But also, I mean, you could start just getting suspicious. Like as a parent, you have all these feelings of because some of that behavior, honestly, as you're preparing to adopt or foster, like you're told like, hey, there's a there's trauma here. There's a lot going on. So some of that you might not associate with like something really, really being wrong. You're like, oh, they're taking out their trauma in this way with the sure the poop and the pee and the she looks the, six but i'm telling you oh my goodness there's some pictures you can find though or again if you stare at like the eye, <laughs> eye poster it comes out as an adult so does she show up like at the i guess if she was at an orphanage like does she just show yeah up i and don't act know. abandoned like how, what? that's what i was saying like how do you yeah. and then you have to just stay with it mm-hmm. that's tough if you're six and you're this girl but you're really 20 don't you just play it cool for a while and then go, ah, just kidding, I'm 21. I'm going to go now. I'm here in the States. I'm a citizen. Right. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, guys. Good looking out. <laughs> you steal the car, too. You yeah, you don't like catch you over the knife. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wild. You know, there's another thing here. American Idol ended a couple weeks ago. I didn't watch any of it this season. Uh, Succession was off and on against it. And... I don't know. I don't not like the show. The show was awesome to me, but I don't really watch a lot of singing competition shows. And so I didn't watch, but then I started to like get involved after it was over because this guy, I don't even know how to say his name, but he was the Hawaiian kid who was the, kind of the guy that was going viral at the beginning. I think his name is Em. I might say this wrong. Em Tongi. Is that how you say it? So Ray, can you play the clip of Em Tongi at his audition? I'm not your son. He's an 18-year-old from Hawaii. Looks like he's a tra- like the traditional Hawaiian uh, picture we're often shown. Yeah. And so he won 250000 bucks and then a recording contract with Hollywood Records. Boom, wins. Right? So, but everybody's mad. Everybody's upset. They're like, it's rigged. All the stories start to go, it's American Idol rigged. Here's the thing. Not just about this show, but about life in general. The most talented person doesn't always win. The person who can sing the best or add, a, add math the quickest or the person, they don't, they often don't win. It's a series of things. It's, are you pretty good? Are you competent? Are you nice, fun to be around? Do people like you? All of this matters. Being liked matters. And I think he was, if not the best singer, he was the most liked. I think his dad died. You know, they talked about that. There's a lot that goes into these shows. It wasn't rigged. And the headlines, it was just, I hate when a headline is, uh, is American Idol rigged? And then you click in, it's like two Twitter comments where someone's like, it's rigged. Yeah, that's dumb. Total clickbait. The person that they thought should have won was, his name's Colin Stowe. This is him singing Simple Man by Leonard Skinnerd. Lots of the, the fixes in. There are people in country music in Nashville who are really great singers who haven't popped for one reason or another. They're better than some of the stars. There are some stars that just are okay, but they have that it factor about them. People like them, you know, what they're able to do uh, around their music. So it's like, when I want to dance with the stars, I was a bad dancer. But you know why I won? Because I got the people. We got the people in. That's like life. You don't have to be the absolute best. It's great if you are. But you don't have to be the absolute best to actually be the best. You got to have people like you too. I just felt so bad for this kid. Because there was a whole story like, you know, it's like, you know, I just have to embrace it and I enjoy the hate. No, you don't. Nobody ever enjoys Mm. the hate if they're not doing it purposefully to get hate. Sometimes I will troll. When I troll, (laughs) I enjoy the fruits of that. 
But if I'm not trolling and people are like, oh, he sucks, it doesn't bother me as much. But I never like it. I never am like, it makes me feel good that people think I suck. <laughs> I just feel bad for this kid. Wasn't rigged. Part of life, a big part of life is getting along with folks, people liking you. That's it. So I hope he does well. Em Tongi. I saw just Sam who won when I was on the show was like playing in the subway again. And she was like embarrassed to say that she's back playing in the subway. Oh, she won when she you were won, on there? Yeah, but she mm. won on the, in the COVID year as well. Mm. And that show is not obviously what it used to be. None of them are. I mean, look at the people from The Voice. There's almost nobody from The Voice who's... I mean, I don't know if I can name mm. one that's like a star star. Anybody? A winner? No. I don't even know a Who? winner. Did she win? Yeah, Danielle Bradbury. Okay. But I would say if she's the, and I like Danielle, but if she's the top of the voice, V. Kelly Clarkson, V. Carrie Underwood, v, we could do that. Like, Idols put out much more massive stars. Mm-hmm. That being said, that show, the show's not, or even G- Gabby Barrett from when I was on. I mean, Gabby Barrett didn't even win the show, American Idol, when I was on it. I was working with her. But those shows now, you don't win and your world is handed to you. You win and you have a platform for a minute. For a minute, you got to kick it right in the nads for that minute when you get it. It's not about you won. You'll always be the idol. You'll always have a place here. Nope. You won this show. You got to be on that show longer than anybody else. People got to follow you on social media. Now, you have to use that to your advantage. That's what the show is now. You win some money. You can get some followers. A little bit of notoriety. That's it. So I hope Ian Tongi uses it, and I hate to see somebody go through that. So that's what's up. Anything you want to add, Amy? I mean, I just, I think of like Miranda Lambert, who, what was she on? The Nashville Nashville Star. Star. And like, she didn't win that. And so for anybody that comes in second, third, fourth, fifth, like there's still hope for you. It doesn't mean you're not talented and look at other people that have done it. Well, I don't, sure. And I I don't think she got famous because of Nashville Star. I think she went on the show, but I think she herself. That's what I mean. She wouldn't even have to go on that show to, to end up being Miranda Lambert. What show was Morgan Wallen on? I've seen the, the voice. voice. The Voice. There he you was go. like an R&B singer. Yeah. <laughs> Short hair, trying to, you know, pop R&B guy. Uh-huh. You know, didn't make, so regardless, I hope the kid is happy and I hate that that's happening to him. I have all your number ones. Your number one pop song right now is from Miguel Sure Thing. The number one alternative song is from Foo Fighters, Rescue. And the number one country song is Morgan Wallen. It's his fastest ever number one. It's Last Night. I know that last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met. I like it because he kind of like half raps. A little yeah, bit. You know, we, last night we let the liquor talk, and everybody <laughs> looked at me and is like, where's the clock? And I was like, yo, 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 I get on TikTok, yo, and then what's the mockingbird? And I'm like, dang, and then he goes back into it. I'm like, huh. How about, it's like Sam Hunt walked so Morgan Wallen could run. Wow, yeah. you know wow. I mean? That's a good song. Here's Amy's pile of stories. People are skip lagging when they're booking flights so that they can get cheaper tickets. And what this means is you book a flight with a layover, uh, and the intended destination, you don't even want to go there. You want to stay where the layover is. So if the layover's in Chicago, you got to stay there for an hour before you fly somewhere else. You really just want to go to Chicago the whole time. But how do you find, <laughs> how do you make it where your layover is where you want it to be? Exactly. 
you have to do a little bit of research. Oh. It, it's you can like start to look. You can you can see where your layovers are. But people are just saying like, whoa, that saved you money. Yeah, how much are we saving here? It it can save you like in the hundreds of dollars. Oh. So, I, I mean, feel like yeah. you just made that number up, to <laughs> be honest, because there was an um there. No. But I, listen, I get how occasionally that probably works out that way. Where the layover city, if you wanted to go to Chicago, you can find a cheaper ticket if you want to go to Chicago, trying to get from Nashville to Tulsa with Chicago layover than Nashville to Chicago. Hmm. Right. So it's called, it's also called throwaway ticketing because that final ticket, you're basically just a no-show. It's too complicated. I'd book the wrong thing. I'm going to tell you right now, I'd try to do <laughs> skip lagging. I'd end up in another country or something and I'd be like, I don't, I don't know where I am. Okay. Well, it could be cheaper than a non-stop flight, so give it a try. Or I would accidentally get on. Like I would go to my place, Chicago, and I'm like, well... Oh, Tulsa, go now? I go out to the terminal. They oh, crap. Me. I was supposed to stay here. I yes. mean, good point. You have to remember what your plan is. Um, but it essentially becomes a nonstop, even though it wasn't meant to be. All right. I love uh, a good road rage story. Do which you? You love a good one? Really? I love yeah. a good one because we get to use it as a reminder to people. To people, meaning Eddie. Oh, boy. Here we go. And listeners that might have a little bit of anger. Because really what road rage is, is you have anger stored up in you. And this is your excuse to get rid of it. If you're like thoughts on that, no, yes. no, no, yes. Yes. I'm usually happy until you someone are, cuts but me you're off. You're so happy all the time that there's something inside of you, right? I don't know. And then you get to say, "Well, it's okay. I have road rage." You use that as your way to get it out. Well, oh, man, this one road rage incident uh, resulted in a crowbar and a gun. This guy gun comes- wins. I'm gonna tell you right now. We can go to the next story because if they're fighting, gun wins. <laughs> this guy goes to this woman's car and starts beating her window with a crowbar. Well, she's Where? On the, like a light. Did he follow her into a parking lot? Yeah, I mean they were. It was a rush hour incident, so I assume Golly. you're kind of sort of trapped with traffic. And beats the crowbar, but she is licensed to carry. <laughs> she's probably got some target practice because she. Gets out her gun and shoots him in the groin. Yeah, good shot. Well, a lot of states, you don't even have to be licensed. Yeah. You just have to have five, well, I have four fingers. Whatever can hold the gun, as long as you have that, you can. Well, I liked that she was carrying properly, and she called the police, reported the incident. Uh, the man got in his car, tried to drive away, but then he ended up like getting out of his car and falling out because he was in so much pain. But she was cooperating with the police because she did nothing wrong. That's true. Somebody starts beating him on my window with a crowbar. But I wonder what she did on the road yeah. that made him so mad. That's what I was thinking. Mm, yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Because yeah, you're a road yeah, rager? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Amy says, though, he was already mad. Yeah. All it says is road rage incident. Well, Jelly Roll says that his criminal record recently cost him his dream home. Is it a gated community? His offer got accepted, but it never went through because they wouldn't let a convict- convicted felon live there. And he was talking about it with Joe Rogan. I've carried that unexpungable felony for 20-something years. It prohibits me from getting houses. I mean, it, life insurance, homeowner insurance is higher if I can get it at all. I can't get life insurance at all. Most of them won't give you a decent policy as a felon. Dude, I can't volunteer at the YMCA, the Young Men's a Christian Academy. Me and my wife just got turned down for a house. I'm in a place in life where I go to buy my dream home, guard-gated community, golf course. Man, I'm crying. They accept my offer. Everything's going crazy. I'm like, this ain't going to be real. They turn me around and say, no, the golf course won't let a felon be a part of the community. Are we sure it's a felon and not that his name is Jelly Roll when he signs up on the application? <laughs> they think it's a... That's true. Well, let's see here. <laughs> Who's up next? Uh, board, uh, let's look at the application of Mr. Roll, Jelly Roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's the rules. It's the rules. I mean, if he's a felon, that's the other felon. You know, do we adjust the rules? That's the question. Do we fix the rules? I don't think he's being wronged because that is the rules. 
but rules can be changed. And maybe there's a limit. Maybe there's a limit. Like if you're a good guy for 10 years, mm-hmm. nothing else, some of that stuff comes off your record. Well, and then I think he's also proven he gives back to the community so much trying to keep young people out of jail. Or if you're famous. Immediately. Yeah, check, check. Yeah, check. Is he famous? Uh, he has uh, 10 felonies. Uh, he's a, uh, but who is it? Uh, Mr. Roll. Good, we're good. Let him in. I like his song. Yeah. I don't know that he has 10 felonies. All right, go ahead. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a doggy angel. Vicky from Tampa is known as the doggy angel who saves dogs on the highway. Back in 2019, she found a dog on Interstate 275. She made the news. Well, Mother's Day this year, she sees another chihuahua on the same stretch of interstate. She's dodging cars left, right, ooh, back to the shoulder. Then the dog gets hit by a car. Oh, oh yeah. Chihuahua goes to the hospital. The vet says, oh, don't worry. Non-life-threatening injuries. Band-aid here, stitches here, little, you know, cone here. And then she had to find the owner. And she found the owner who had been searching for her dog who escaped the backyard. And here's her talking about getting her princess back. I was in tears right away and so happy. I couldn't even explain it. <laughs> Just it felt like a Mother's Day blessing to find my little girl. Man, getting your dog back is awesome because mm. I lost. I mean, I lost Ella for eight hours. Drove around for like four. I didn't know she was missing the whole time we were gone because Stanley was in the hospital. She was waiting for a breakout time. She Ella broke out because the other dog's in the hospital. <laughs> she planned it. It sucks when your dog's gone and you don't know if they could have been hit by a car. And this one did get hit by a car, and yeah. still this one was there to save it. Yeah, doggy angel. I mean, got her wings. So the, the angel flies? No, no, no. She, oh, she didn't get her wings because she didn't die. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he just says, look at the bird, plane, doggy angel. So I figured yeah. she'd... No, no, it's like what, what comes and saves it. Is Super- it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a doggy angel. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. That was for Superman because he would fly. Because he'd fly. You know what I mean? Oh. It's <laughs> so, okay. I was still into it. I yeah. still think she's kind of like an angel because she's looking over these dogs on the interstate. Yeah, yeah. And then my question is like, man, are you really getting out there and stopping track? Like, uh, like, how do you get a for a dog? Yeah, yeah. A lot. I'm like, uh, I, like I, I like dogs, but I, hmm. I just thought of a really sad story. No, we don't want to hear. It. No, we're not doing it here. <laughs> no, this is tell me something good. No okay. sad stories. Lunchbox, great job. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Apparently, if you have a southern accent, you make twenty percent less than. People that don't have a southern accent. It's because people think we sound dumb. We ain't that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I tell y'all right now, ain't one thing I am that's dumb. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. Y'all could be making way more money. Wow, that's I can just keep fair. I can just keep rolling with this bit if you want to. But yeah, keep it going. Nah. <laughs> According to a study by the University of Chicago and the University of Munich. Why do I give a crap about the University of Munich? In Germany? You. <laughs> people with a southern accent get offered... Up to 20% less than those with a standard accent when interviewing for a job. Another study found that almost 40% of people looking for a job soften their accents during interviews to avoid stereotypes. That happens everywhere, but that people feel like Southern accents are the dumbest accent. Well, you had to learn to get rid of yours, right? I still have it. Yeah, yeah. Probably more now than ever because I just don't care as much. But yes, when I first started in my broadcasting career, (laughs) I went to speech pathology for... Roughly three years where I learned because I'm from Arkansas, I'm from very rural Arkansas, and so the letter I was I. Ah, yeah, if I was gonna fight somebody, 
I mean, that's literally <laughs> how I talked. Uh, INGs didn't have a G on it. So if I was going to go fishing, I would go fishing. Anything wow. with the ING. So there are a lot of those that you don't really know you're not saying like everybody else, but... A laundry detergent? What's that, that That's a different thing. That's, what washing, is that powder. that's washing powders. But see, that's a thing that you do. It's, that's so weird. <laughs> but that's just a term that we would use. But yeah, that's washing. You got any wash powders? Huh? So I feel like when you interview, you can soften it. And then once just you're hired... Just full British. <laughs> oh, wow. Or Australian. That's the e- easy one. Or just do like an Arnold impression the whole time. <laughs> I'm here for the job. <laughs> That way you can maintain that one. Because sometimes yeah. I slip out of accents if I'm trying. But yeah, Southern accents apparently sound dumber than all the rest. And I'm deep, I'm deeply offended. <laughs> That's stupid though. I bet you, most, uh, most of my friends that live in the Northeast or even out West, they still say have a very thick Southern accent. Which you guys don't think have a very thick Southern accent because we live in the South. And yeah. People have thicker ones around. Know what I mean? Starting yeah. my life, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's go over to Amy. It's time for the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. How do mice floss their teeth? How do mice floss their teeth? With string cheese. That was the Morning Corny. Mm. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I did yeah, yeah, I get that one. Hey, just heads up, big charity event. I'm doing stand-up. Jordan Davis is doing music. If you're in Central Texas, uh, Andy Roddick Foundation event, just go to ACLlive.com. Search ACL Live. But we're going to do comedy and music. Coming up in November, not many tickets left. So if you're in Central Texas, you want to come see Jordan Davis, sing all of his songs like Buy Dirt and what's it, Free, free Bird? He's going to do Free Bird, yeah. yeah what's, what else <laughs> he do? Yeah. Uh, go and check that out, ACLlive.com. <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But... As I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. 
The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to play this clip because they're up in the air, but they're, they're landing, but the door comes, somebody pushes the door open on an airplane. Oh, that emergency door. I heard people doing that. Here's the clip. The 33-year-old responsible told police that he felt suffocated and tried to get off the plane quickly. He also says he's deeply sorry, especially for scaring all the kids on board. He now faces up to 10 years in prison. Crazy the door open. Now, I've watched Mythbusters, <laughs> and they tried to do this in the air, and they weren't able to do it. The plane was landing, and I think they're able to... Limit the pressure is the different. pressure. Yeah, yeah. That, that pressurization, if that's even a word, is limited a bit. So the plane's on its way down. Dude's like, I don't like it being in here. Boom, opens it. And then it's like, oh. the wind's blowing on him. When I first saw it, I thought they were in the middle of the air. I thought they were getting sucked out of the plane. Oh. Yeah. I'm surprised somebody didn't beat the living daylights out of this dude. Yeah, he's sorry that the, he scared the kids. Everyone was scared, not just the kids. You know what? I think I've been traumatized by watching the video. <laughs> yeah. should apologize to me. <laughs> exactly. I don't like flying. All 194 passengers survived the incident on flight OZ-8124, despite the door remaining open, even as it landed. Oh, my goodness. A video captured oh. by a passenger showed a gap in the left-hand side of the plane, allowing strong winds to hit several rows of seated travelers. You see people's faces that are also sitting in the plane. I'm also surprised somebody didn't go up and try to shut the door. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have been the move. No way. I'm no, not getting near the that The move door. would have been seatbelt yourself in and just hold <laughs> yeah. on for dear life. But I'm surprised no one tried to shut the door just to, like, save people. But they did for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not being that one. I'm going to stay buckled in, finally. I'm going to tighten that. The man was reported to have attempted to jump out of the plane after opening the door, which was unsuccessful. It was chaos with people. One fainted. One flight <laughs> attendant called out for doctors. Oh, my gosh. The man arrested, like they said, Faces 10 years in prison. That's Do you buy the whole um, suffocated? I felt suffocated. I mean, he flew yeah. the whole plane. I, it sounds like he wanted felt something. to commit suicide <laughs> yeah, okay. because he tried to jump. And then once he didn't, or maybe 
maybe he was altered, he was drunk or he's yeah. not. And so he's like, ah. And then once he kind of comes to with the cops, you got to say, so you got to have a story. Uh, I felt claustrophobic. <laughs> You've been on the plane for two hours and all of a sudden you're claustrophobic? <laughs> Ooh, Dude, how was he unsuccessful? Hey, I don't know. Because like, like, if you're going to jump, just, you jump. Seems... Maybe somebody grabbed him oh, yeah. right when the door swung open. That part of the story I did not see. True. Maybe he pushed the door open. He was hanging on by the door. Like Rambo? Like uh, Sylvester Stallone in that uh, <laughs> that movie where he hangs off the edge of the cliff. Regardless. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, Come yeah. On, oh, no. <laughs> Pulls himself back in. I don't know. It's a crazy story, wow. though. These workers said they were fired for calling the cops on masked robbers. I saw this story. It blows my mind they were fired. I mean, I get it, but I don't... This can't be a real rule anymore, I don't think. All across the country, places are being almost looted. Because people will go in for these, okay, there's multiple people. Let's steal as much stuff as we can. Everybody run out. And at best, they can only catch one or two of us. And if there's nine, ten of them, that's like an 80% success rate. You just hope you're not one of the one or two that get caught. <laughs> So two women claim they lost their jobs at an Atlanta Lululemon store because they called police on mass robbers. Jennifer Ferguson, a former assistant manager, and Rachel Rogers, a former employee, said they were at work when several men wearing masks and hoodies walked into the store and just started grabbing items. They swiped until they couldn't hold any more product and they ran out the door. The woman, the woman called police. However, in, they didn't chase them. They didn't... Yeah. Try to do justice, vigilante justice. They called police. But then the store fired them, according to the story. The store policy is to stay out of the way of thieves, let them steal, and then scan a QR code to record the loss, says a rep for Lululemon. Quote, they said, I was terminated immediately with no severance because they have a zero tolerance policy. I guess even calling police counts as doing That's something weird. about it. That's so weird. Weird. Yeah, what if they felt like in danger? I'd call the police. I guess Forget it's what you say about why you're calling the police. Yeah. I mean, and obviously their handbook says once they're, the thieves are gone, you scan a QR code for <laughs> what they took. Yeah, wait, 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 they don't call the police? <laughs> no, they just said. I know. No. I'm ahead to Lulu. That's what I'm saying. It like, just I'm makes, going. I'm going. It just okay. makes people or at least gives them the idea of maybe you can actually get away with this crap. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you chase somebody, right? Uh, yeah. When I worked at Sam's Club, these people were coming in and they were opening detergent and they would stick items in the laundry detergent and they came running out of the store and so I chased them through the Sam's parking lot and me and Joel over to the Burlington Coat Factory parking lot over to the Hooters parking lot they climbed up a wall into the woods Joel followed him and he got stung by three bees oh man and did you get fired I got sat down and scolded by not only the manager but by the police saying how dangerous it was and how irresponsible it was but I did not get fired <laughs> Man, they couldn't get rid of me. I was such a good car yeah. guy. Yeah, the best. Yeah, indispensable, huh? Yeah, until they laid me off a couple months later. Oh, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> that article that I read it from is uh, Western Journal, also the New York Post. I got two things to talk about here. Number one, there's a roller coaster, and this guy gets on it, and he starts riding it, and then he decided he didn't want to be on it anymore, so they just stopped it. I thought once you committed, I don't care if somebody yells. You don't stop the roller coaster. Like, I've heard people go like, I hate this. Ah! You don't stop the roller coaster. Huh. Was he screaming, I'm going to die? No. How do you hear that? If, even exactly. If I don't know. If someone stopped the roller coaster in the middle and they evacuated people because someone didn't want to be on it anymore, I would be so annoyed. 
Now, this is from Fox News. The incident happened at Knott's Berry Farm in California when riders on the park's Silver Bullet roller coaster can be seen on video stopped while it's in midair. No injuries were reported. A spokesperson for the park told Fox News a passenger wanted to get off. So how do you even hear it? How do you even go? He's got a point. This sucks for him. Stop yeah. it. Can you hear him? <laughs> and it's got to be quite a decision to pull the lever and stop the roller coaster. Like, I don't want to I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Someone's going to make that decision quickly. And it's probably a 17-year-old kid who's running the ride. <laughs> oh, that, that's all there is. Let yeah. me off. There's no chance. And you have to make sure that nobody's upside down. Well, this one, they're not upside down. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking at a video of it. They're, they're still going. You know how it goes up oh. before it dro- boom mm-hmm. comes down? It's still on the up. Okay. So that's not, not loud. That's the But that's when everybody should be freaking out. Yeah, yeah. If you're getting on a roller coaster and it's just chill, is that even a roller coaster? <laughs> no, that's a drive into work. I wouldn't have stopped it. I'd have been like, buddy, I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, or too I, bad. I don't hear anything. La, 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 la. So I can't believe they stopped the roller coaster. It's like if somebody punched somebody on a plane and they have to go, we have to land somewhere early so we can get them off the plane. I'm so annoyed by that. So that's the first one. The second one, oddly, is a roller coaster story that Eddie has. Because Eddie has a video that you say is for sure viral. Guys, this will at least give me two million views if I post it. Now, I say you can't predict views. Virality. Uh, I just know that the algorithm's going to love this video. I say you can't predict virality. However, what's the video? Okay, so when I was at Disneyland, I was videotaping. I was getting video of a roller coaster ride. And I didn't realize at first, but about five rows up, there's a guy who's enjoying the ride. And then his head goes back and he passes out. And I'm like, wow, is this guy dead? He looks dead. Bones, are you watching the video? I'm watching the video and you know how on an airplane, if you fall asleep toward the side panel, if you're sitting mm-hmm. you know, by the window, it's like if you fell asleep toward the side panel and you were way drunk when you did it, you would just be like, Bleh. that's what he's doing. But it's also pulling his head all around because of the different directions the cart's pulling. <laughs> But it's so far up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice him until Eddie freezed you him. Oh, you have in. to freeze him in. You have so, to zoom in because you can't even... I mean, I never, I didn't notice it when I was riding the roller coaster. So your whole video is 11 seconds long? Uh, I mean, this is just kind of like what, what I did to show you. Yeah. I can probably make it more dramatic. And why aren't you putting this up? Because I don't know if the guy died or not. Like, I literally You got, think the guy might have died? Look, oh, man, stop. When the ride stopped, I just got out. We walked away. I didn't notice any of this happening. Like, if I would have gotten out and there was, you know, EMS there and pulling the guy out of the car, I would have been like, okay, this dude's, like, in trouble. It's not good. Well, he did pass out. Like, I'm talking about looks like he's asleep. (laughs) Like, lights out. So I'm thinking, like, I post this video with a VO that says, like, I'm riding a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And look at this guy. Five rows up. He passes out. What I would do if I were you is I would say I'd like a check on this guy. We don't know if he died or not. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Yeah. That way the... Because he probably didn't die. 95% 95% chance he didn't die. Dude, yeah, he, and then everybody starts looking for this yeah. guy, like his friends. And then he start- checks in. It's like, no, man, I'm alive and good. Um, did they have like a database where you can check like any deaths at Disney on this day? I don't have to log into that one. <laughs> I, I would, don't know I would post it. And yeah. it's like, you're, like you care about him. Like you just want to well, check in on the guy. Because okay. you do. No, you I mean, don't. I want the views. No, really. care, yeah. You know what I mean? How yeah. awesome is that? Dude, you don't think this can get 2 million views? I know we can't predict views. Why is but it 2 million? million? Why? Because I think one is my most. If I get two, that's a, I mean, that's a huge video. I would post it and I would say, hey, look, I was on a roller coaster and this guy might have died. That's, I mean, that's that's the sensational headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now, if you look here, I can't tell if he died here or if he's drunk or if he just <laughs> passed out because of uh, the roller coaster. If anybody knows, please let me know. Love I, it. I post it up like that. I love it. Dude, I think all the news outlets will, co will cover this. And now I think you're getting a little crazy. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so tomorrow's access day. We're giving you access like never before. If you want to come to Nashville and hang with our show, we have an opportunity to make that happen for you. For one day only, though, so make sure you go to bobbybones.com tomorrow for more details. It is access day. That's going to be awesome, and we can't wait for you guys to be a part of it here. Okay, I want to play this voicemail from Cooper. Left this last night. Go ahead. I was wondering to update on Stanley. Okay, bye now. Bye. So Stanley, my bulldog, a week or so ago, he went to the emergency room. He was, like, convulsing. He, like, squeaked something out of his throat. It went, <laughs> like a squeaker toy, and then we were missing a very small squeaker because our other dog had torn up a toy with squeakers in it. So he's convulsing, like, choking. Rush him to the vet at like 11 p.m. We go in. They're like, do you want us to make him throw up? I say, yes. Throw up. Nothing came out. It's okay. Do you want us to do an endoscopy where we go into his stomach and try to find it in his stomach and pull it out? I say, yes. Because they say if it gets in his intestines, they may have to have surgery. Mm. You can get hung up in there. I say, yes. They go in. They can't find anything. Worst Easter egg hunt ever. No eggs. <laughs> they say, we, he likes treats, but we can't find the squeaker. And I'm like, crap. They say, do you want us to do an x-ray? At this point, I'm already in like two grand because they had to call a doctor in to do the endoscopy. Ugh. And I'm like, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, let's just go. Don't eat up the money. Here's here's a wheelbarrow of money. Have it. Just oh, save the dog. I hate that. And so they do x-rays <laughs> and they say, we see something here. We think this is what it is and it's already in his intestines. They're like, we can do one of two things. It looks large. He may pass it, he may not. And if he doesn't, we got to go in and open him up and take it out. Or you can just take him home tomorrow. We'll watch him tonight. We can't give him to you tonight. We'll you take, come get him tomorrow, take him home. And then we'll just see. So I go, cool. So I'll leave him overnight, go back the next morning, pick him up. And they're like, well, he didn't poop it out. He's drunk too. He looked like that guy in Eddie's roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so take him home. And all but like one or two times, I have examined Every poop he's taken. And I swear to you, if it was the one time he snuck out and pooped and it was in there, I'm going to be so frustrated. I, I even tried to find the poop. Regardless, we found nothing. Hmm. We did an x-ray of his lungs to make sure it didn't go into a different part of his body. Not in there. They can do that from the stomach? What? Just go to the lungs? They can just x-ray the lungs. Oh, okay. Not yeah. in turn. You just... Yeah, there's no. I'm saying, how does the toy get to the lungs? No, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it like takes a wrong turn. Yeah, no, you know how water goes down the wrong hole? Yeah. How does water go down the wrong hole? Good point. Yeah, yeah, it happens. So as of now, he's feeling pretty good. But we haven't seen the squeaker. Weird. It's the mystery squeaker. So how much do we get if we find the squeaker? You're gonna, gonna go search. Well, what are you poop? gonna go look in the poop? Well, here's the thing. If we have to the trick it. is, and what makes it more difficult, is we have somebody, because I'm gone a lot, and we searched High and low for that poop. Couldn't find the poop. We looked everywhere. I know he pooped because I saw his back like bent over like a pooping dog oh, does. Yeah. Couldn't find the poop. So once a month, we have a person that comes to our house and tries to pick up dog poop from where people walk because the dogs just poop all the time. So this person comes. It's like a service. And I was like, look for a poop. If you find any poop that has a squeaker in it, let us know. He couldn't find the poop either. Weird. So there's a mystery squeaker either still in him. We're going to take him back in next week for one more x-ray if we can't find it back into his intestines. I don't know. Did he just absorb the squeaker? Oh, yeah. Is it maybe. still in his intestines? <laughs> I don't know. 
So he's okay. He's not feeling bad. But man, when he squeaked out of his throat, mm. he was choking. It goes, it wasn't funny because I was scared. But it was weird to hear Squeaker come out. Like, <laughs> that's like a cartoon. Yeah. It's like somebody swallows a rubber ducky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time. If he gets out of this unscathed, well, he's scathed a little. If he gets out of this and he's fine, it's kind of funny. But that's what's up. It ended up costing like $5,000. So no, you have to laugh at it. I feel like Stanley's name, you know how sometimes people make their name a dollar sign? Like his yeah. S should now be a dollar that's sign. Funny. Stanley. He's had, I believe now, 15 surgeries or small <laughs> surgical things that have had to happen to him from like growth removals, wiener butt. Eyes. He's had two, both eyes, a jaw. Uh, they can't breathe when they're born anyway. So I count that one when they had to have part of his tongue. Man, these bulldogs, they shouldn't make bulldogs. Mm. And that's what they do. They make them and they are so, and I never said, I got to have a bulldog. Someone said, hey, we have this dog. Would you like to have it? It's got a little, little issue here. I said, sure, I'll take it. Mm. They're, they're, he's great, but man, I would just not recommend people getting a bulldog unless you know you're going to pay a ton of money and they are genetically not engineered to be alive very long. I get sad because Kayla and I will be talking. Like last night we were sitting at the dinner table. We were having dinner and talking about some stuff and I see Stanley and he's got his little bed and I was like, he looks like he's feeling pretty good. I said, but as good as he feels, I know he's going to die in like four or five years. He's a bulldog. And she's like, why do you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, why do you already talk? I said, because he's not, I'm already sad. I only got like nine years with him. He's going to die. Bulldogs don't live very long. So I get sad for no reason. Mm, you yeah. can just enjoy the next I five hear you, years but now. that's not how I roll. <laughs> I'm already prepping myself for the sadness. Yeah, I see that. When, when you have that thought, you can put a rubber band on your wrist, and when you have that thought, snap yourself. Well, why would I do that? That's two bad things. <laughs> that hurts. So pop yeah. yourself, because then it'll be, be like, think happier thoughts about the dog. I'd be popping myself all the time then. <laughs> exactly, and then you'll start to be, your brain will mm. That's change. how my brain works. Then I would just become immune to that pain. And I need two rubber bands. You guys oh. see me come in with the rubber, <laughs> rubber bands all up my arm. That's okay. what would happen. Well, I thank you guys for listening to the show. Call us if you want. We'd love to hear from you. Questions or comments. 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. I'm playing the Grand Ole Opry tonight. If anybody is in town and they're going to the Opry, that'd be great. I'll be doing a stand-up set there. So just a heads up. <laughs> Let's talk to Charlotte, who lives in Virginia. Hey, Charlotte, good morning. What's going on? Hi, Bobby. Good morning. What's happening? I just wanted to call to give you some hope. I have an American Bulldog. He's 13. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, is he like big and fat like mine? Um, actually, we switched him to a new dog food like three years ago, and it's done amazing for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I just fed my dog lettuce all day long. He still wouldn't be fat. <laughs> And also, is mine an English bulldog or an American bulldog? Ooh, good question. I don't know. I, That's how much it didn't matter to me yeah. that it was a bulldog. I don't know. I'd say he's American. English. Well, because he lives here? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously. I don't know what he is, though. If he's, I mean, he has to be American because you didn't go get him from Europe. <laughs> no, that's not English what it is. To me. That's not what, what you're talking about. That's not why they call it American or English. I think. Yeah, you have English. English. Yeah. Why? What's an American? 100%. What's an American? American's American. a lot bigger. Oh, different. American Bulldog looks like different. a pit bull more. Yeah, it's yeah. not smushed face. Got it. Yeah, I'm a English Bulldog, smushed face, hard to breathe. English? Yeah, fat. Yeah, that's me. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for the call, Charlotte. I hope you have a great day. The one thing I can recommend is treats, carrots, broccoli, yeah, pumpkin. Yeah, he ain't having that. Ooh, pumpkin. That's yep. not a treat. I'm going to tell you right now. I give him a carrot, that ain't a treat to him. 
He's like, what is this crap? Now, if I got to eat it to get a real treat, I'll do it. But that's what's up. All right, Charlotte, thank you. Have a great day. I appreciate everybody calling in, taking your calls, 877-77-BOBBY. But let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Let's start with infidelity. Signs of infidelity, they say. Relationship experts say... Most signs of a cheating partner are very subtle. Here are the top tip-offs. Number one, a screwy schedule. Suddenly working later. Spending hours outside the office during the day. Going on more business trips than usual. Often at the last minute. But by the way, I'm going to say this. If that's happening, that shouldn't be the only thing where you go, he's cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from somebody who has a screwy schedule. Right, exactly. Like, I read this and I'm like, well, dang. that's me all the time. That dang part of it. it. So... If the other factors happen, like you need more than just one of these, okay? Number two, overall outlook, concerned with appearance and weight, and oh. is buying lots of new clothes. I've always been that way. Come yeah. On, man. There's nothing new she there. She knows that. Yeah, nothing new there. Money matters. You notice a drain in a bank account that your partner cannot explain. <laughs> nah, we're good there. <laughs> a funny feeling. They don't know. No, not a funny You're feeling. You're based on a funny that? feeling? You have too many questions and not enough answers. Okay, I get that, but that's not a funny feeling. <laughs> that's a feeling based on not getting the answers yeah. that you wanted. Generally, if something doesn't feel right, it isn't. And I can go with that generally, but it doesn't mean they're cheating. I would say if three of these four, screwy schedule, appearance and weight, the draining of the bank account, something's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I mean, you that look and it's... Gambling. That they yeah, can't like explain. something's up. It doesn't have to be they're cheating with a person, but they could be gambling. Mm. They, there's a lot. Attic. But three of the four of those, if that's happening, then you should probably have that funny feeling. But one, let him live. <laughs> let him go to his work trip. Yeah, let him live. Yeah, working, man. Can't let him keep his scurry schedule. That's from Cosmopolitan Magazine. Hey, you sh- when I'm gone, sometimes my wife's happy. You know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> oh, thank God. I didn't want to tell you that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of sugar is horrible for breakfast. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, a little mini bar. That's it? Uh, That's all I've had so far. No, I have my coffee and I'll have, I have another mini bar. (laughs) 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 I'm on the go. What about you? Well, I had a whole thing of overnight oats. Good for you. You planned ahead. Yeah, well, I did. My wife did. Okay. (laughs) It's my screwy schedule, you know? She she helps me out because she knows I'm going to be running to work. And so I had overnight oats. I had some fruit. I had some almonds. I had... Um, a Lara bar, which is only three ingredients, but I had that on the way to work. And then I have a bar here, too. I, I got to kind of eat breakfast unless I'm doing some sort of fasting for, like, some project. If I don't have breakfast, I'm just like, my blood sugar gets low. You get loopy? I don't know about loopy, but I, like, I'm short. Like, I'm not... Like almost irritable. Uh, you yeah, can. Yeah. You should try my other mini bar because it's got mushrooms in it. I hate mushrooms, but I'm not. No, there. No. I'm not there right now. Not that kind. I, I hate mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. What? You don't have a bar with magic mushrooms. Yeah, that's why that's she's a so- magic. But they are feel good. What are you? What talking are you? About? Talking I think about? she's on it now. Yeah. Eddie, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, half a banana. That's it. I still have more food to eat. I have two eggs. Well, boiled you eggs. get up and go early, so it is hard to yeah. have yeah. a full breakfast. Yeah, yeah. If you have a bagel with cream cheese. And a sugary Starbucks drink for breakfast, you are not helping your brain. Cut back on processed foods, added sugar, simple carbs, and then your energy won't tank out. And your mind won't become foggy. But it's easy to say do all the right stuff when you have time or the money to do all the right stuff. I'm lucky I have a wife that is like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll fix it up for you. Other than that, I would just be eating a bowl of Lucky Charms and calling it a morning. <laughs> right. But that's from Prevention Magazine. They say for a better morning, try... Berries, leafy greens, eggs, nuts, or even fish. Who can eat fish in the morning? A fish? 
Not you me. Gotta go that's, catch that. Grill it. <laughs> Maybe the. You gotta catch the bait. You gotta throw the shad net out. Catch the shad. Much. Then you gotta catch the fish. If you have a bagel with the like salmon stuff on top. Is yeah, that but okay? who's gonna have the salmon? A lot of these stories are just for rich people. <laughs> I don't know. Next up, a man's accused of lighting someone on fire at a mobile gas station. Ooh. The mobile, as in the brand mobile. This is a road rage story. A man is under arrest for throwing gasoline on another guy and lighting him on fire. According to the Hillsbury County Sheriff's Office, two men engaged in a verbal confrontation at a mobile gas station in Tampa. After the conf- confrontation, Earl Hargrove Jr. bought a small amount of gasoline and then proceeded to pour the gas on the victim and light him on fire. The victim was taken to the hospital. Hargrove is facing charges of aggravated batter, great bodily harm, and attempted murder in the first degree. That's from Fox 4 Now. I'm going to tell you, though, I'm not going to... I don't know how it happened. I haven't seen the video. But does he go, hold on a minute. I'm going to go buy some gas. You stay right here. <laughs> okay. And then he comes out and just dumps it. Like, I'm, if somebody's dumping gas on me, yeah. they're probably not going to be able to get that much on me because I'm going to be running. And then after they dump it on me and they got a flame, I'm also going to be running. Right. What is it a match that he throws at you? Like, yeah. how does he light you in, on fire? That, that's my thought is that he went, they had the argument. One guy went inside to get whatever he was going to get. The other guy went to the gas pump, got his gas and waited for the guy to walk out. He tosses it. I mean, do you have a flame behind your back? Because you got to work them quick. Yeah. It's got to be bam, bam. Because if you pour gas on someone, I'm getting away from everything. Right. So, but yeah, that's a road rage story that pulled into a gas station. Mm-hmm. Eddie? Mm-hmm. Eddie. Yeah, you know, I would never get that far. ER pediatricians share the top activities for kids to avoid this summer. It's all the fun stuff, too. Sadly. Like, the pool. Yeah. Right. Jumping. Yeah. What is this? It's everything they want to do. Don't let them do. Oh, come on. Number one, playing with fireworks. Oh. That's fun. Fourth of July. Yeah. Every doctor agrees. Leave it to the pros. But, the like, if, Eddie, if you're considered a pro, you also will hurt yourself. Yeah, it's true. Dude, I love 4th of July fireworks. They're great. That's the best time of year. Do, do you let your kids light some of them? Oh, yeah. As they, when, when the wick goes too fast, they're like, oh, no, no, and they run away. It's the best. That's funny to you. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, going in or around home pools, unsupervised. Like, pools generally. I get that. Swimming in a rough ocean. Sure. Isn't that the ocean? I was like, isn't that all oceans? <laughs> ocean? I guess if the tides are... Not using sunscreen or wearing protective clothing. And then finally, riding bicycles without helmets. That's from today. Amy, do you make your kids wear helmets? Yes. Absolutely. I We just didn't. As Never. Kids, yeah, no. I mean, but probably dumb. But it just wasn't part of the culture. Safety wasn't part of the culture. Eddie, you make your kids wear helmets? No, I don't. So the safety thing still not a part of your nah, culture? Nah, man. I'm a skateboarder, you know, so I don't wear a helmet when I ride, so... That's they so don't. interesting to me because Eddie is such a, yes, like, a hoverer. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a life hoverer, like in life. Like, be careful with stuff like this that can happen to you in life. Riding a bike, exactly. and you're good. Okay, yeah. They might not have a life if what, they fall, they off, fall the off the bike. bike. What are they going, 100 miles per hour? Well, crack their heads. It happens. It does happen. Okay. Will Ferrell is going to play John Madden in a biopic. And That's it's not, awesome. And it's not a comedy. John Legend. Boom! Tell back to 10 Acton. Remember him? <laughs> no. John Madden. Football. Does he do the commentary now? Uh, he, yeah, now. He's dead. Oh, he has yes. the video games? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But recently died? Year. In the last year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he used to be the coach of the Raiders. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. No. So, kind of big guy. Yeah. Right here. He wouldn't fly. He'd just take a bus everywhere for his games. Did you know that? Fun fact. Did you? I know I asked you. Did you know that? <laughs> no. no. So reports are the comedian will play John Madden, and it will not be a comedy, huh. wow. which is good because I'd hate it if it's a comedy. Like I want a real story. I want the story of John Madden, who wasn't supposed to actually get the football video game. They went to other people and they turned it down, and he ended up just getting it and making so much money off of it as well. The Last of Us season two. 
I loved The Last of Us on HBO Max. So good. It's not coming until 2025. Why? Whoa, Why so that's long? a long time. Good. Where You're going to forget about it by then. Yeah. Uh, it's like that shows. Yeah. Yep. And then finally, love is really a drug. A study found that areas of the brain affected by love and drugs overlap. Both light up the dopamine centers in our brains, causing effective pain relief. Funny enough, if you're in love, you're likely to be in less pain than you would be otherwise. Scientists suggest that being in love is an effective painkiller comparable to ibuprofen and Advil. That's from the Stanford University School of Medicine. I'm still going to take ibuprofen and Advil, though. <laughs> Instead of falling in I love? I got a headache. Well, I'm in love, so I got a headache. I'm just going to rely on my love to get me out of this. It okay. doesn't seem to work. So that's what's up. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top 
of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This urologist talked about guys peeing and what they're doing wrong. His name is Gerald Collins. He says men shouldn't pee standing up. What? We're claiming it's healthier and more hygienic to sit down. Amen, brother. What do I you mean? I sit down and pee a lot. You all, a lot? Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. you're not Sometimes I got to? work to do. No, it's a culture thing, right? You're all oh, manly. You stand up and pee. I think you can stand up and pee, but sometimes you're just tired. You need to sit down. <laughs> then why are there urinals? Exactly. Like, because a culture has taught. They didn't invent urinals for like scientific reasons. Right. They, oh. they put urinals up there because it's just convenient. And you're told, oh, you got to stand up and pee. That's what men do. You know, that's crazy. So, it's, again, he is a consultant urological surgeon at Alexandria Hospital. He was talking in a in an interview about a report. They did say, by the way, there are different cultures where men pee sitting down and pee standing up. So yeah, Europeans. Very much a, excuse me? Those Europeans, they probably do that all the time. <laughs> sitting is probably the most efficient way of doing it, explaining that the muscles in the pelvis and the spine are completely relaxed in that position, making it easier to complete the peeing process. One, not to wear the muscles, and two, to get everything out of you. And so if you get everything out of you, it's also cleaner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I feel I, like I get it all. I don't know. Sometimes I leave and I'm like, oh, I didn't get it all. When you sit down or stand up? Stand up. Yeah, me too when I stand up. Yeah, I told you. We have a weird urinal at the house. We, we bought the house. <laughs> we were like, wait, what? This guy had put in a black urinal, and it's bizarre. In the same bathroom where he put the black urinal, there's a strobe light. Yeah. In the bathroom. Party bathroom. Of our Yeah. What were they doing in that bathroom? <laughs> I don't want to know. There's a black commode, standard toilet, and then there's a black urinal. And I remember going, I like this house. But there's some shady stuff that's happened in this bathroom. <laughs> and then there's a regular light that turns on the light. But then there's also a switch beside it, slightly smaller, that turns on the strobe light that's all different colors. It's like Studio 54 or whatever they called it. <laughs> Disco. Yeah. <laughs> While you do your business. Oh, wow. So anyway, if you want to sit down to pee, there's a story you can use. Lunchbox? Man, I don't know. Clean I, I, I just don't, <laughs> Y'all I don't know, think I can dude. do it. Like if I got busted sitting down to pee, <laughs> by man, who? into my reputation. You don't have a reputation, really. That yeah. yeah, man. And if they say anything, just be like, did you see the new study that came out? <laughs> yeah, by Dr. Gazzola. Keep it in your pocket and be like, yeah. this urologist right here. <laughs> it's cleaner. Uh, Al Pacino's girlfriend is eight months pregnant. Al Pacino is 82 years old. Wow. How old is Whoa. this girlfriend? She's 29. Oh, my gosh. He probably crazy. sat down a lot to pee. Very healthy down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably <laughs> sat down for many years to pee to be able to pull that off at 82. Wow. Uh, cool. She has been in a relationship with Pacino since April of last year. She's eight months pregnant. Al Pacino has three children from a previous relationship. <sighs> I'm trying oh, to, I think she has a kid, another kid. And you may look this up. Is by, she hot? By somebody uh, else that's famous and old. She oh. Is she the one that Mick Jagger has a kid with, Mike? I think so. Wait, wait, what? what? Oh, no. She, so I, I like, want to make sure it's that, that it's right. But I think, and maybe she has either... Maybe she just finds them attractive. Who knows? No, no, no. But, no but usually, when someone's in their twenties, what? She dated Does she have a kid with him? I don't see anything. Okay, I knew there was a Mick Jagger thing. 
it seems like old guys are her thing. Is it old guys or is it rich guys? I rich don't know. guys. Or are they are they just so charming because they have experience? Or does she have daddy issues? Oh yeah, there's that. That could be a thing. Or does she? Really I want to know how she gets in with the, like. How right. does she meet them? That's a good question. Why like, you, want, you want I mean, to? she's pretty. I mean, if you're pretty, you can pretty much meet anybody you want. She is a hottie. I'm I'm on her Insta. She also had a rumored romance with Clint Eastwood. What? Oh, okay, she likes yeah. old dudes, old rich dudes, dude. Like if, if if there's one that's like oh she also had a romance with a uh, random guy at the Bieber. nursing home. <laughs> it's like oh yeah that, that would be home. okay. She likes old dudes. <laughs> yeah, maybe she has. Well, this is all this is all rich old dudes. Mm-hmm. She's also been linked to billionaire property tycoon Nicholas Bergeron, sixty one years old. Well, that's young. Well, she, he's a spring chicken compared to these other people. Right, right, right. Dang, maybe she just found the market that she thrives in. Yeah, she's in her twenties and old guys love her, and I guess she can. Not vomit when she sees extremely old testicles, you know? <laughs> so gross. Oh my gosh. Because that's, <laughs> but, that, man. Because I'm sure some people will be like, oh, I can't go through with it. Or maybe these are just excellent dudes. I mean, huh. I was going to say, what, but they're all so old. His I know, personality is so great. But they're all so old. I know. How can they all have good personalities? All the people Bobby mentioned, no way all of them have good personalities. Maybe they all do, but they're all so old that you would think the personality's got to be so, so good to be that old, but they are so rich. And old people are grumpy, man. That's true, too. And at 82, he's going to bed at 6 p.m. True. And they're like, like, my legs and stuff hurt. My knees hurt. My elbows hurt. I'm 43. She looks good, man. So that is from TMZ, but he's going to have a kid at 82. Is that selfish of him to have a kid at 82? Thoughts? I mean, he's definitely not going to be around. Okay. But you can't ever guarantee anybody's going to be Amen. around. Wow, wow. And maybe she can uh, find a bonus dad. Yeah, she'll just go on to who is the old guy next. Yeah, but do they keep dying? Yeah, I've had 11 a, dads. Bonus dads are good backup plans, though. This is like <laughs> the plan. Robert De Niro became a dad for the seventh time. He's 79. See? See, there's plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I, Lunchbox did have a good question earlier. I am kind of curious how these people meet. I'm sure she... In. All you have to do is meet one old person. They're running a community with other old people. Uh, yeah. Isn't that yeah, the rule? Yeah. You're old? Anybody old and get in the club? I mean, once you're with Mick Jagger, I mean, he hangs out with famous people. She hangs out with those people. And then he's like, all right, I'm... You could probably just live in L.A., be hot, and be known as a hot person that will look at old people naked. <laughs> or does so she gross. slide into the DMs? Uh, I don't think they have I don't think they're all social. Oh. All right, man. She sent them a Pony Express. She slides into the Pony Express. Uh. Al Pacino. I get Al Pacino and Robert De Niro mixed up. I guess they're both having kids. Yes. Uh, I guess. And they're both a 79 to 82, both mm. having kids. We talk about people I get mixed up. I don't know the difference in those two. I don't think. I mean, they play the <laughs> same kind of roles, too. And then it's also like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez. I always would mix them up, too. Like, they're almost the same person to me as well. Hmm. Must be a middle-aged guy thing. No, it's they're both Disney kids, and oh. they both have dark hair yeah. and sing songs. I know. And, I see that. <laughs> and I've thought that forever, and that's very rude of you to say. Oh. The other one, though, they do play the same Joe. character. Yes, De Niro th- and Pacino. And I don't like any of those movies. I don't say, shouldn't say any. There's some, but I don't watch the Scarface's Godfathers. Oh, dude, those are good. Yeah, you're missing out. I watch The Town. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, the Boston that? one? Yeah, Is that, that Ben Affleck yeah. and Pacino? Oh, no. Of those two. Pacino, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Ben Affleck. Is that Affleck. where they robbed Fenway? Yeah. Is that I the town? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. That's yeah. a good Is movie. Is DiCaprio in the town? 
No, he's in the departed. departed. Oh, I like that one. And that yeah. is see, I'm already confused. De Niro. De Niro. It's all the same story. They're a mobster. <laughs> they knew a mobster. Right, right. So we're talking about them and they're having kids. And so I have some callers on. And this is Cece in Alabama, who I'd like to talk to first. Cece, you're hearing us in this nonsense. We're talking about she's 29, having a kid with an 82 year old Pacino. Yes. De Niro. Pacino. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about this? Well, I understand why she would. Um, I myself, when I was in my 20s, dated nothing but older men. But how old? There's a uh, difference in 50 and 82. I, I dated when I was about 24, was probably 80. <gasps> well, what? Tell us more. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. What, you, what was up with it? Well, they treat you better. They listen when you talk. They pull out your chair. They open the door for you. They don't ask you all these stupid questions that young guys ask. Like, most young guys, all they want to do is, oh, I took you out on a date and I bought you a dinner. Let's go home and go in the sack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm sorry, I cost more than a damn uh, filet of fish sandwich. Okay? You sound angry. You sound angry. So, but how about the fact that, and listen, obviously you've been hurt by somebody. She went straight filet of fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, if they're 80, just speaking, <laughs> the average lifespan for a human man in America is about 78 years old. You know they're probably going to die relatively soon. And not only that, if young guys want to get you in the sack, like old guys don't have a sack for the most part. If they no. do, that's a really old sack. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what do you think of... When I say that, how does that make you feel? No problem. Yeah, no problem. No problem getting it up and no. having okay. fun. All right. and, and it ain't always, always about the sex. I mean, there's a lot more than just the actual act of intercourse. I hear there's, you, but I guess my question is, they're so old, you don't. there's not a future. It's only about right now. I guess with my wife, it's thinking about 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road. Like, you don't know if you can drive down the road they're going to be alive <laughs> if they're 80 years old. Well, they probably can't drive. True. I mean, I've I've been in a car with a man that was in his 70s, and he scared the crap out of me the way he drove because yeah, yeah, yeah. he just drove like an old person. So, okay, then let me ask you this. When you would get into a relationship with somebody that was over 80, is it just because it, it was like a let's just have some fun right now type thing? No. Actually, they were long-term, six, seven months. Um, just dating, nothing serious, never marriage. Um, it was just, you know, hey, I'm enjoying your company. I learned a lot and I'm in my 60s now. So this was 40 years ago. But every older gentleman I dated and associated with and talked to always wanted me to improve my life. And I got something out of the relationship. Okay, listen, I feel you. Thank you for the call. Again, if long term is six or seven months. Well, I mean, did it end? Why well, it ended with the end with the death. <laughs> yeah. Then you had to move on. It's just collected wills, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, boy. She uh, says, too, there were good listeners at 80. Doubtful. I don't think they heard you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> they didn't hear you in their client. Uh, medical procedure gone wrong has given this dude $22.7 million because wow. the jury, jury said, you messed up real bad. So, Again, the number's $22.7 million. He went in to get a surgery for a prostate cancer diagnosis. And so when he went in the hospital, 
didn't do everything that the jury has said they should have done. And it's left infection. He has challenges. He has scar tissue that's up in his stomach. Sometimes he can't even stand up. Hmm. Four years of dealing with complications. $22.7 million. 18th surgery. Now, 18 surgeries Mm. and all these complications for $22 million. Yes or no? Lunchbox. Man. Yes. A little scar tissue. Not a little. He said he can't stand. I'm going to go no. The one thing you can't buy, really, is like great health. You can keep yourself healthy, but once your, uh, your health is something that you can't fully ever protect. Once you lose that, it's tough to enjoy anything, right? Like, dude, if I get a toothache, my life is over. Mm. I can't imagine having something like this. You bite your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's very miserable. Yeah. 22 million bucks. You're going to take all this lunchbox. Yeah, I'm going to take all the surgeries, but I feel like eventually he's going to get back to being good. Like He's 69. This woman would date him. Well, she's older now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I would, you know, take the four years of pain for 22 million. Because it's 69. But it's not over. The pain's not over after four years. He's still going through this. Yeah. But... You, you can, probably afford some good pancakes. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I, I wasn't going to say. The best of the best. Right. Huh? Right. Said it for me. Bailey Zimmerman has earned the biggest country streaming debut ever. And I think maybe one of the biggest uh, album streams of the year. This record is so good. And I'm not a big record guy. I used to be an album guy. To where I would just like to listen to all of it. I don't have the... the patience to sit through a whole record anymore and, and check out every song and... And sometimes artists be like, you know, I'm very much an album person, so I want to make a whole album that tells a story. But that's that artist making their own story. It's almost like my Instagram stories. I think I got a great set of 11 Instagram stories. Most people are like, I'll watch one or two and skip through. <laughs> like, I think my Instagram stories are great. But most people get kind of bored after a couple, unless you're just killing it. So this album's really good. It's religiously the album. Some of the songs that we've played, uh, Rock in a Hard Place. That was a number one. Fall in Love was a number one. But that song, religiously. Oh, it's a when gym, that dude. chorus hits, I mean, it sound. It could have been in the eighties, nineties, two thousands, tens, twenties. It could have been any genre, and it just would have been a smash. It's one of those. Ray, would you play the chorus of religiously? up here people were messaging us going hey you guys are doing that vocal thing on his voice like why do you put effects on that we don't Mm-mm. we don't put effects on anything sometimes we'll have reverb but that's it we that's don't it. we don't modify the vocal part of it we don't do a vocalizer auto-tune or whatever, any of that and sometimes there are people that come on it they don't sound that great i thought bailey sounded awesome when he was in the studio yeah come on come on I don't really know the words. <laughs> I just know when it's like, so congrats to Bailey. Just a kid who made a video on TikTok. That's crazy. So wild. And then never really sang, never really sang his whole life. And then all of a sudden, just crushing it. But he's so good. Sometimes people will give these artists that come from TikTok a hard time, but it's just generational as to what that thing is that people get upset about. It used to be coming off of a show. Ah, oh, they don't pay their dues. Ah, oh, now it's coming off TikTok. It's all the same. You yeah. can track back generations of where people came from and how people that did it a certain way get upset when people that didn't do it the way that they were told. Eventually, there's going to be 
where all the TikTokers are mad because in the future, people are speculating based on how they talk that they can be a good singer. And like, oh, man, you just heard their voice talk, and now you're giving them a record deal based on how they can sing? I think it's so cool how the different ways people can get discovered now. Before, but also, it was just a bar. Yes, and... It's not like anyone has any advantage over anybody else yeah. on TikTok. There yeah. is no, well, if you get on and you look like this and no, things have to go viral. Like things have to be performed at a level consistently. And yeah, is it hard, harder for them? I think Bailey's had issues um, speaking for him, but he's told me about this. He doesn't have a whole lifetime of touring and making those muscles big mm. and his, or knowing how to sing for multiple nights in a row. So his he, voice mu muscles. He's learning that part as he goes. There are some artists who can do that because they've done it really well, but they're learning the social media part of it as they go. He just happened to get this one before that one. Yeah. And that one, but he is he's real good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Oregon. A 19-year-old was driving his 2016 BMW on Interstate 5. He's like, let me see how fast I can get this thing going. Cop, woo, woo, pulls him over, says, hey, man, I caught you going 176 miles an hour. And the guy goes, that's it? I got it up to 183. <laughs> and you're being honest, so you're free. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. I mean, Full Brady Bunch. Oh, wow, Jan. You really told the truth, and because of that, you're not in trouble. That's what the cops should do. Wow. By the way, who would ever go that fast? I feel I, like your car would fly off the road if you went I that fast. I feel like... If you go that fast, you're for sure going to get caught because it's like if everybody's wearing white and you decide to wear red one day. Yeah. And everybody's standing. It's like you're the, you're just you just stick out that much. So what happened? I'm, I'm assuming trouble. Yeah, he was arrested for reckless driving. Trouble, <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. And that's probably where they put you in jail, jail. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving. He went to jail, 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 Jeez. jail, jail. All right. Thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. For the last year or so that we've done the show. This one guy keeps reaching out to Amy for foot pictures. He wants pictures of her one foot, two feet, I don't know. But he's like, I'll give you 100 bucks. Yeah, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. And then he was like offering her money to do like giant foot pictures. Yeah, giantness or. Where, you, at, where you shoot it from below and it's like your foot is huge. Oh, it's like the angle. Like you're stepping yeah. on something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and so she's not done it. Or at least she hasn't admitted that she's done it. Not done it. But it's also feet like. Who cares? I know. You'd put your feet up for free, so why would you not do it for money? This guy has a different angle now, so now what does he want from you? Well, he's offered $400. This is the highest I've wow. ever been offered, and I don't even have to take a picture. Huh? He wants me- This is this is the new angle. All right. All I have to do is write a short story, and in this story, I'm a giantness or whatever. I'm, You're a giant foot? Which is, I, I'm a giant, I am a very large woman. Okay. Like, what? very tall and big, like a giant. And people break into my home, and I have to write a short story about how I, like, squash them out of my house. Like, I, oh, and then I get them to leave. Like, I, I don't know. That's literally what he asked for. How short? Good I mean, question. I mean. I could write it for you in, like, I don't know, two minutes? Yeah, short story. And then split the money with you. <laughs> I mean, I could just tell it to you. You could just write it down right now. One night I was all alone. Oh, should, okay. And I could feel the throbbing in my right foot, which was so much bigger than my left. I was born with a disease that made my right foot size 27 and my left foot size 7. You I, was made down? I was made fun of my whole life for this. And as I lie alone in my bed, and again, I say alone because no one wanted to marry me. Oh. I lie alone with my foot throbbing as it did every night. I hear a rustle in the living room. 
Now it's hard for me to get out of bed because my right foot is so big, but I drag it into the living room. As I drag it through the hallway, they hear I'm approaching. <laughs> they say, do you hear something? And I say, yeah, it's me. And with that, my foot turns from throbbing into electric and it turns into a superhero foot and the foot is so strong and all of a sudden my foot is darting across the room leading the way for me smush goes the first guy against the wall (laughs) my foot is so large the heel of my foot goes in at about the guy's pelvis and ends at his sternum that's the top of the that's how big my foot is it pushes through his and his gut splurt everywhere From across the room, another guy tries to dart out, but no, I take the foot and I, boom, I block the doorway with it. There's nowhere he can go. Now I'm balancing on my little foot, but nobody cares about that. But my big foot, I don't know, dude, I'm starting to get weirded out by this myself. <laughs> well, also, but my big foot kicks back to the back, hits him in the head, and he's knocked out. And then I lay over him. I lift the big foot up, and should I smush it with my foot or should I let him go? I call the cops and I say, cops, I need you to come and get this guy. And they say, what do you do? You say, well, he robbed my house. They say, okay, hold him. And I say, no, thank you. And I smushed him and oh, killed him. Oh, wow. He's going to love yeah. that. And then my throbbing foot went back to sleep. The yeah. end. There you go. <laughs> can't put that on the fly. Write it so down. I pulled up the, the DM specifically, and I forgot that he oh, sent that, that first part. You got it, right? But then, like, 24 hours later, he sent a note that said, and Bobby and Caitlin are part of the people that break in because they're looking for help, but you crush them. Oh. You can just <laughs> and the cops show up, and they look just like... Bobby and Caitlin. There, there you go. go. Turns out they're secret night cops. Yeah. Hey. And they've been lying to me the whole time. You know what I don't like? Liars. <laughs> Smushed them both. They're dead too. <laughs> squash, squash. There you yeah, go. The end. Step on them and sweep them away. There you go. That's it. Pay me. Huh. That's I'll take easy. I'll take 250. I did most of the work there. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of ignored it for a second and then he hit me up again. Seriously, if you're up for it, $400. Smiley yeah. face. And we use the word throbbing foot over and over again. You'll like that. If that ain't hot, I don't know what is. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.